Welcome to the Gaming Trend Podcast, the official podcast of GamingTrend.com. My name is Anthony Shelton, and I am joined by David Burdett. Hello, everybody. In this podcast, we tell you about the biggest games of the week, what we should have played a long time ago in our backlog, and what you need to play this week. We'll enter Gotham City, except not as Batman, with Gotham Knights. We revisit Uncharted with Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection on PC. And, of course, I got more information on Overwatch 2. So, every game we talk about is... just an Overwatch podcast now. Yep, basically. (laughs) Every game we talk about is timestamp, so you can jump to the game that you are interested in that works in whatever podcast app that supports that feature. So, let's just get into it. Let's start with Gotham Knights. So, David, based on what I'm seeing, it's mostly a tepid response. So, what's yours? Well, it's tepid except for the guy over at Gamers Heroes who said it's a contender with Elden Ring for Game of the Year. Uh, I'll admit I kind of laughed at that one just a little bit, but to each their own opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Our opinion was higher on Gotham Knights than most others. I didn't play it nearly as much as the main reviewer, Adam Marino, who uh, could not be with us tonight. Uh, He was busy celebrating the fact that he has knocked out two pretty big reviews in two days. But Gotham Knights is one of those games that is a bit bigger than the sum of its parts, in my opinion. And that is because when you load into the game... When you load into Gotham, I should say, because uh, the you'll spend some time indoors in the Belfry and some other different places. But when you boot out into patrolling Gotham and you see just this neon lit expanse in front of you. And it's this big expanse that you can travel all around. It's it's actually pretty impressive. I'm I'm very surprised that they were able to make the game just as as large feeling as it is, uh, especially considering uh, Arkham Knight, Arkham City, both of those were pretty large games, but this feels larger than both of those games did. And, and that's coming from somebody who, who played the crap out of the Arkham series, who loves the Arkham series. Um, game itself, you as you put, <laughs> Batman is dead. <laughs> <laughs> you were not playing as Batman uh, in this game. Uh, it is very clear from the opening cutscene: Batman is dead. Spoilers. It's not really spoilers because they've already not, said yeah. Batman is dead. Yeah, I um, think they said it in their marketing trailers. That's that's pretty much the the point of it. But you know, everybody goes into those things and like, oh, okay, you know, some something's gonna happen. That they're not gonna be able to find his body or whatever, and. You know, he's going to come back or something halfway through or whatnot. He's not you know, actually the normal, dead. The normal, the normal superhero spiel. No, we watch a fight happen. We watch quite a bit of blood loss on Batman's part. And we watch him detonate the Batcave and the uh, Wayne Manor above him. Then we watch the knights come to said crater in the ground <laughs> And proceed to pull a blo- a big b- rock off of what is revealed to be a dead Batman body. 
So, so they're it's like, pretty, nah, y'all, he, he's, it, he's it, dead. <laughs> the funeral's there. He's in the coffin. Uh, unless there's some sort of trick that we don't know about uh, by the end of this, Batman is fully dead. <laughs> but and, you'll find a, a new game plus. <laughs> you'll, you'll be able, Batman will be revived. <laughs> <laughs> but what I... And so far, and I've, I, I, like I said, I've not played enough of it to fully grasp the entire premise behind it. But I really like the premise of a vacuum. This uh, Batman is a, a leader in, you know, the Justice League, all these things. He's been protecting Gotham for forever, and he's had these different sidekicks by his side. And suddenly... There is a vacuum in Gotham City, and one of these four is going to have to fill it. <laughs> and I just, uh, I know that not everybody likes that idea. I know there was, I forget who it was, uh, but said, man, you know, but I think it was actually one of our own, uh, but said, man, you know, Batman without, a Batman game without Batman, that's just weak sauce. <laughs> and I was like... It, it's actually pretty good. It can be written right. You just have to write it right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't understand the those kind of people who think that way. A Batman game without Batman, what is that? It's a Batman game with without Batman, yep. and it's written that way. It's developed that and, way. And it's not like they sneakily did this either, right? That was it there at the beginning. He's gone, so this isn't a Batman game without Batman. It's a game in the Batman universe. Right. <laughs> You're telling me you guys can't enjoy a Bat- Batman universe game? I Yeah. I find that weird. Well, in all, in all fairness too, it's not like these are it's not like we're scraping the bottom of the barrel for heroes in this. These are pretty well-known, well-established bat characters that are pretty beloved. Uh, I know a lot of people who absolutely are head over heels for Nightwing. Uh, Adam, (laughs) our reviewer for it, loves Nightwing. Um, I've always been a fan of Robin from from watching him in Teen Titans and in some of the different things that I've seen him in his cartoon uh, portrayals. So I've always enjoyed watching that character. So... It's it works for this, and the cool thing is, is that it is written in the beginning, at least from where I've played it. I've enjoyed the way that they've written these characters because there is a back and forth with all the different ones. But one of the coolest parts of everything is that depending on what character you choose, the conversations that you hear are different. Because I'm controlling Robin, so I'm going to hear. From the these three characters, um, there are actually interactions with Alfred, which are sad as everything, because I mean, I, I don't know about anybody else, but at the end of Dark Knight Rises, when Michael Caine is crying at the graves at Bruce Wayne's graveside and looks at Bruce and Martha's uh, graves and says, "I've failed you." I I tear. I was in tears in the theater when that happened. Yeah, I and, choked up a little bit. <laughs> and I wasn't necessarily brought to tears by this, but I was sad 
hearing just that there's actually uh, at the very beginning there's a cutscene that you have with Robin and Alfred and here's the interesting thing it's not a cutscene everybody every character has so you might so, not see it so yeah unless you're playing as Robin you won't get that cutscene that was actually a cutscene built for Robin so I really like the fact that they're giving each of these characters their own a re- they're almost giving you a reason to play each character specifically uh, more more than just I want to play a different style. It's no, there's actually some intricate story moments woven into each of these characters, and it's the phone is ringing underneath the newspaper, and Robin picks it up and hands it to Alfred, and Alfred looks at it and starts talking about how you know he, he every every time it rings he thinks it might be Bruce, mm-hmm. and. And, and then just the and then he kind of jumps into the other and then he's like, and then I'm afraid sometimes it might be one of you needing help. Mm-hmm. Like in just it, it, with the same situation going on, because Alfred was actually out of the country when Bruce dies in this game. Mm. So there's a little bit of that in there. So it's just it, there's some really cool story elements that they're weaving into this. And I wouldn't be although I wouldn't be surprised if it might not. The the beginning is probably a lot quicker of story. I wouldn't be surprised of as you move through the game, it might get a little more. Okay, you need to do a little bit more in Gotham <laughs> before you can get these moments. But at least at the beginning of the game, those moments those moments are a little less few and far in between. Sure, but they're but they're really good, and the cutscenes look really good. That's something I don't think that enough people are giving this team credit for because the elephant in the room is the 30 FPS that the game is locked at Uh, for console. That is, it's not locked on PC. Oh, okay. Um, but (laughs) like to me, like Gotham, the cutscenes, all that gorgeous. That just, it just looks, it, it looks how I want it to look. And I'd like, sure. I'd like it to be a little smoother, but Man, they they definitely put some effort into some of the 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 prettiness of the game. I forgot why it was locked at thirty. Is it locked at thirty because they wanted it to look as nice as possible? I'll be honest. I don't know that they completely gave a reason. Uh, they, they gave did. some. They gave they gave some background to it, but I don't know that it was ever a full on. This is why. Uh, I think some of it was co op actually. That sounds familiar. I think some of it was probably co-op related. Yeah, I wouldn't they, be surprised yeah. if I wouldn't be surprised if it was easier to be like, okay, we can do co-op, but resolution can be better in co-op than FPS would be. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that that's what it came down to because one of the things I said was this isn't as simple as just lowering resolution to give you better FPS. And I know that there are a lot of people who are going to argue that when you've got games from gorilla and insomniac and some of these teams that have built these games but people got to remember they were originally building this game with ps4 and xbox one in mind so once you get to a certain point in a project it's not as simple as just going and deleting some code there's some codified foundational things in there that just may not be possible to change yeah i found it uh so They said, I know many of you are wondering about the availability of a performance mode for Gotham Knights on consoles. Due to the types of features we have in our game, 
like providing a fully untethered co-op experience in our highly detailed open world it's not as straightforward as lowering the resolution and getting a higher frame per second for this reason our game does not have a performance or quality toggle option and will run at 30 frames per second on consoles so yeah a fully untethered co-op experience i can understand that which not something i had considered and now that i think about games like far cry 6 or halo infinite where you can run 4k 120 if you know you're running on the series x but if you're running on xbox just like xbox one or if you want performance mode your frame rate is or not even perform quality then your frame rate's going to change and I hadn't considered those considerations when you <laughs> talk about a fully untethered open world, which a lot of people were like, oh, why isn't Halo Infinite untethered? Why can you only yep. go so far? Maybe. I don't know how, obviously, I don't know how the programming and engine structures and all that stuff works, but possibly, perhaps it has something to do with all the different types of frame rates that are involved and that just puts more pressure on the backend system that helps keep the co-op running smoothly. Yep. So they, you know, just, just on this level, they want an untethered experience. I like that. That's great. You can go and just be and be anywhere. And you don't have to worry about going too far. You really can. Uh, If you watch, we actually have a video about an hour of co-op that we put that myself and Adam played and he's pretty darn far away from me at one point when we're just kind of going around doing some stuff. And I mean, that's in my mind, that's pretty darn impressive that there's no counter to shove him closer to me. There's none. We can run around. We can kind of, honestly, he doesn't really have to do anything with me until there's a specific story element that has to be started that he has to be in the vicinity of, which makes sense because you're it's the story you're kind of connected to that so right it's but it ran almost flawlessly as far as i could tell That's so frames we, per second. it better run flawlessly <laughs> yeah well, well and i'm not talking even specifically about frame rate i'm talking about the co-op in particular oh, so okay if your intention is i want we're doing 30 frames but because we want the co-op to run flawlessly they nailed it then because our hour was perfect. We we didn't have any issues. There may have been one or two moments that I'm assuming it was like a blip of, okay, internet just didn't work <laughs> for a second, and and we blipped a little. Otherwise, it, it was like we were in sync with just about all of it. Uh, fighting, doing some of the team attacks, all that kind of stuff. It was it worked the way I wanted it to work. It, it worked as if we were almost playing split screen. It it was that level of working, in my opinion. Yeah, that's that's nice. The thirty frames per second doesn't bother me. I've been playing video yeah. games for oh, so yeah. long, and granted, if I could play at a higher frame rate, I will always choose a higher frame rate. I oh will, yeah, the, I will always choose performance over quality any day of the week. I play Overwatch on low. I play all kind. You know, I <laughs> I play all kinds of games with lower quality. I don't mind 30 frames per second, though. It's what I grew yeah. up on. It's what most of us uh, who have been gaming for a long time have played. Uh, I'm not completely spoiled by 60 frames and 144 frames per second. I, I like it, but 
if it if it's running smooth, I'm good. I'm yep. fine. So I, I think uh, there are the some games. I will say yeah. there are some games for whatever reason. Competitive needs to be higher frames. I 100% agree. But there are other non-competitive games that do have a a gritty, choppier type of feel to them at 30 frames per second, and they do need a, a higher frame rate, even if it's 45 yeah. frames per second. But uh, I find that few and far between. I don't, I don't find that yeah. very often. Yeah, and really the biggest thing, I think, is you've got a bunch of people yelling about it and whatnot, as if consoles are at least recently as if it's a there's a lot of people putting it it's the standard it's the standard what have you been playing on ps3 and ps4 because well, i think they're 60 talking fps about, is not a standard on no those but I, I think <laughs> i think they are tunnel visioning on next next gen the current gen yeah. consoles the xbox series x s x and s and the playstation 5 and you know when they say that's the standard that's what they're talking yeah. about. But they forget not everybody has these consoles yet. And yeah. most people still have a PlayStation 4. I don't even know the numbers for the Xbox, but I imagine still most people have an Xbox One. So, or, or an Xbox Series S, not even the X, uh, yeah. which computationally matches the Xbox Series X. Graphically, it does not. So, which, okay, fine. So, and then... Still, the Xbox uh, Pro. So, God, I don't even remember what that one's called off the top of my head. The <laughs> Xbox One X. <laughs> there we go. The Xbox One X. So, um, it, it's a to me, it's a non-factor. Yeah. Yeah, it just, I heard there was somebody, I think, that was commenting on something, and I'm trying to remember exactly, but they were saying something along the lines of, y'all talking about, oh, it's 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 more of a recent thing. It's like, but we had this back on PS2 and stuff. I'm like, and in my head, I'm thinking, there may have been games that ran at 60, but that's because we were looking at block people. <laughs> yeah. There's you didn't have the games that ran neon at 60. vista of Gotham City to explore. <laughs> F Zero X ran at yeah. sixty. Yeah, that's your standard. Yeah, yeah. It didn't. Let's let's let it look like that, and then we can play at sixty. Right. <laughs> what what that's, do you that's want? That's more what cracks me up. It's it's like I, I get. I understand. I'm completely on board with. Yes. Do I? Would I like a performance mode? always i i enjoy always. having that ability but like you said if it's between the game running right and 60 fps i'll take the game running right <laughs> i i i i would prefer an untethered co-op experience over yep. 60 frames per second. and i know a lot of people out there they would be like nope give me the 60 i'm just, i'm just not that much of a frame rate snob at this point yep. i and yeah. And it's if a story I can, game. I'm going to boost the frame rate as far as I can. But if the developers are looking at it and going, if we do that, we're going to lose a lot of things people <laughs> care about. Because if they ran it at 60 frames per second and it was tethered, you'd hear people complaining about it. Yep. Oh, why does it have to be tethered? <laughs> well, guys, if we take away the performance mode, 
you guys have an untethered. Oh, well, why can't we have both? Yep. Last year, I reviewed Guardians of the Galaxy for us. I actually forgot to check out the performance mode until I was almost done with the game because it was so pretty <laughs> in quality mode, and I just didn't think about it because it was just so fun to play. <laughs> Look, we watch movies at 24 frames per second. <laughs> you can handle six more frames per second, and I get it. Again. I've mentioned there are some games that don't look good at 30 frames per yeah. second. Flat. That happens. Those games should have a higher frame rate. But for the most part, games like that 30 frames per second, they are designed for that. Yeah. And so they, they look good in that way. They look fine. Yeah. Uh, we played The Last of Us. Uh, <laughs> one of the greatest games ever. 30 yeah. frames per second. So, sorry, guys, if you forgot. <laughs> You did. You did first play that at thirty frames per second. Just, just remember that. It reminds me of. So I went to uh, play Spider Man Miles Morales intentionally because I wanted to. I was trying to be like, okay, I'm pretty sure this is thirty frames. When I was playing Gotham, I'm like, this just does not feel as smooth. So I went to play Miles Morales because you can go between quality and performance. So I was like, I can tell if I mess yep. around with this for a second, I'll be able to tell which is mm-hmm. which. And I used that. But what's funny is I had the the Into the Spider-Verse costume equipped. And intentionally, there is actually a suit mod that is linked to that, which causes you, which causes mile that suit to run at 24 FPS. (laughs) Because that is what the movie had him at. There you go. <laughs> and so any y'all running that suit. Here's what's funny. It is it is a suit mod. But what's more funny about it is since it's a suit mod, you can apply it to other suits. And there were people who were freaking out when Spider-Man Miles Morales came out because they would equip the suit, forget to switch the mod when they change suits, and it would 24 FPS the other suits in the game. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny so people were like what's happening why is this messed up they didn't realize it was a suit mod that and changed <laughs> that's fantastic well in, in, in that case like i get it yeah you're you're gonna notice that. <laughs> but yep. when a game but is it's designed not, yeah it's it's not enough fun. to the game is fun the game is fun to play uh that that's really the biggest thing in the end for a game like this in my opinion is it fun to play that's that's really what Gotham Knights boils down to, and and that's beyond score or anything that we have because in the end, it's just a number. Is it fun to play? Yeah, that's a question that has to be answered. And in my mind, Gotham Knights is fun to play, like especially yep. with a nearly flawless co-op experience. It's a lot of fun to do. The the only question i will hear is why can you run it on pc at a higher frame rate and have an untethered co-op and you can't on console it's a valid question because the con particularly the next gen consoles they are stronger but that's the only question i'll hear that's the only question other than that uh, i don't want to hear anything about 30 (laughs) 30 frames per second uh but i imagine you know if your pc can handle it that's why you can do it. 
Yep. Otherwise, the consoles, they're set top boxes. They are set machines. This is, this is how console development goes. There's just not as much wiggle room you can have yep. with uh, set hardware. So, and what's funny is we had a second game launch at 30 FPS uh, the same week, Plague Tale. Oh, that's only 30? On console is only 30. Uh, I haven't heard anything about that. No, but I, mean, I, li- I heard wise. a little bit in the circles I'm in, but not, not nearly, nearly as much. As much. As not Gotham. nearly as much, and it's it, people are willing to give it up because, or, or less, more willing because a they like the game more. It's not divisive like Gotham Knights already was to them, and b it uh, it's prettier uh, because of course there's not untethered co-op in it, right? <laughs> so <laughs> that's true. Uh, the, well, you're already not giving me Batman and you're not giving me 60 frames. That's true. There's already something to complain about. All right. You got anything else Always. on Gotham Knights? Not particularly, just that I think it gets a bad, I think it's getting a bit too much of a bad rap. I get some of the things I can see that there are some challenges and missions that may be a little more busy workish in it. Okay. I mean, the, the normal padding that you end up with in, in over open world games that's there. So, and it's pretty prevalent right at the beginning. So I wouldn't be surprised if it it gets a little more tiresome as you keep going, but I think it's fun. And especially if you can play it with a friend, that busy work goes away. Uh, You're talking to somebody who put 200, 200 hours into each of the last three COD games. And that's literally repeating the same thing over and over but because it's with friends, I'm having fun. Yeah, friends <laughs> makes everything better. But yep. a uh, a busy work game with mm, I for, uh, I can't think of the word that I want to use for side quests that aren't that interesting and repetitive. But yeah, that's a that's a real bummer when you want to play a game, but it's not that interesting to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I did not like chasing pigeons in Spider-Man. Yeah, that sounds awful. I did not collect like collecting a hundred flags in Assassin's Creed. Oh gosh, let's not talk about feathers. That's uh, yeah, Assassin's Creed Those too, two. Man. Yeah, <laughs> not enjoyable. I did have one question that I remembered. Okay, I read somewhere about loot. Don't tell me Gotham Knights has loot. Does it have loot? It has loot, but not microtransactions. Yeah, I'm not worried about microtransactions. I'm worried about loot. When I think loot, I think Destiny. When I think loot, I think Borderlands. I don't it's, think loot sounds like it belongs in a game like Gotham Knights, but it's there? It, in all fairness, I'll be honest, it's it's. I don't want to say throwaway feature, but it's not something that the game is like, oh, you really got to be engaged in this. It's more of a thing where you can craft new suits. Uh, you can upgrade. What's sad is it probably should have been more upgrade system as opposed to new suits and new because because essentially you craft suits with levels and stuff that ups your like critical hit or your your elemental resistance makes and stuff number like go that big and whatnot. It, it, exactly, it, it would have been better suited as. A, a bigger skill tree or an upgrade system in my mind, as opposed to, okay, I got to craft a new suit. So as you're fighting people or just 
opening box. I don't know how the game works, but are you are is stuff dropping and then you pick it up and then you can keep it or you know drop it and it's, use it later for crafting? It's it's less. I'll be honest, you barely notice it. Like oh. when it comes to dropping, so to speak, it's more of an icon on on the ground almost that. I occasionally see half the time it's because I just beat the guy into a pulp. I never see it because it just kind of automatically picks up. So I, I, it's, I hate say, I hate to use the word afterthought, but it really becomes an afterthought because when I go back from patrol, I go to the workbench. I check to see if I've got anything new that I want to like any upgraded items that I want to go ahead and build. I build those and then I go from there. So there's really no thought into how you upgrade you you just oh does my green arrow go up okay great i'm i'm going to yeah, just make i, I it think go they up. hoped it would make more headway than it does with how how it kind of works out i think it would have worked better as an upgrade system personally because that's what it acts like yeah that, that's more okay. what it feels like to, to okay. me it, it it feels like it should it be that like. way instead of me just building a new suit or whatnot because the cool thing is they did do something that's incredible and that's they did put a transmog system in okay so you can have some different suit looks over the top of what you've got and that that makes me happy transmog systems are one of the best things in video games uh there's even uh because we grabbed the deluxe edition uh we have a jim lee art art uh suit transmog so so i can make my robin look like a jim lee robin yeah i'm I'm very happy about that (laughs) there you go okay all right that is gotham knights developed by warner brothers games montreal and published by warner brothers games now what isn't getting a tepid response is the uncharted legacy of thieves collection on pc which made its way there so let's talk about the uncharted legacy of thieves collection so it's funny because this kind of hits both of our things in the sense of it's a new game but it's also a backlog game it kind of (laughs) is very much like that (laughs) because uh this is a game that i've really wanted to go back to especially after watching the uncharted movie not because the uncharted movie was any uh grand piece of cinema but because anytime i watch something that has a video game attached to it somewhere i kind of get that itch to go and play said video game like this year when i had this year when i had covid for the second time and we watched all the lord of the rings i'm like i want to boot up shadow of mordor (laughs) Mm, yeah uh but uncharted wanted to play it again for a while they released it on ps5 and I think there was just a lot going on at that point, so I I wasn't the reviewer for the PS5 version, which Richard said was fantastic. Uh, I I had the previous one, so I had a free upgrade to PS5, installed it, never touched it because 50 bajillion other things was going on, and then they finally announced the release date for PC, and I was like, okay, I'm all in on this one. And boy... Is it good on PC? Um, I, I think I, I'm working on some different things for our holiday guide right now. And my opening sentence for the Uncharted collection is PlayStation's best 
at PlayStation on play, it was like PlayStation's best at PlayStation's best. <laughs> mm. Because it's one of my favorite series. Have you played any of the Uncharted? Anthony? I've played a little bit of them. I okay. wanted to play more with the uh, the Uncharted, uh, whatever the other collection was that had Nathan Drake collection. Thank yeah. you, Nathan Drake collection. But my PS4 kept ejecting the disc while I was playing, <laughs> so <laughs> I oh, gave gosh. up on it and just haven't went back to it yet. But I. I I believe that's on PC, isn't it? It is no? not, unfortunately. Not. It's actually something I br- I bring up. It's actually something I brought up in our review is that I'm a little disappointed that Uncharted 4 is the first way that people get to experience this on PC that, as new players. That is odd. Uh, e- even I, though I know what it happened. Is... I got it on PlayStation Plus, yeah. and I don't okay. have subscription to that right now. So okay, I, I will... We'll play it eventually, but it's like it's it's that weird thing of I get it because these are newer, so it was a lot easier to update them. That's fair, but I also don't like it because I know I wouldn't want to start with four unless it's Star Wars. Well, you also have to deal with the fact that it is the fourth one, and there's a lot of story considerations you've probably missed because. You know, if you're playing it on PC, you likely haven't played them. Yeah. Whereas if you played it on the PlayStation, uh, you know, three and four, then yeah, you you've Which, had God. That's how far as Uncharted gone? Is that on PlayStation Two also? No, it was it was no. it started it's on PlayStation Three. three. Okay, yes. yeah. <laughs> now I'll, I'll at least put it this way: Uncharted Four is very much its own game, but the benefit of knowing these characters as long as you have is there if you if you've played them before so it it would be somewhat like watching avengers infinity war infinity war and endgame without watching the previous avengers like you can appreciate the movie you probably can watch it on its own without as much and even those i'll be honest infinity war and the others they have a lot more context to the previous releases than Uncharted 4 does. But it's it's one of those things of Uncharted 4 is separate enough on its own that it, it makes sense that it could work this way. But it's also one of those things of, man, I just I you need to be able to play one through three. Like there, there's just so much more love you have for these characters going into the fourth. Sure. <laughs> And I feel like that's something that you can still appreciate them. There's just a deeper appreciation that could be had. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but that being said, Uncharted, one of the best series on PlayStation in my mind. They, they, they've got a lot of great series, but Uncharted is is just fantastic. The stories that they have told in all of these games and they still manage to one up themselves in Uncharted Four. That that's kind of what blows my mind because one through three story was done. It, it didn't have to go any further, and they still managed to do another one that was still really well done. And <clears throat> the game itself, we've got our. If you look at the review, there are links 
for our PS4 reviews and all that kind of stuff of just the game itself and how good it was and whatnot. Just just fantastic. And I don't know how the wizards of whoever it was who optimized this for PC did it. But my word, does this run good on PC? Now, I've I've got a 3080. So admittedly, my PC is going to run these most things pretty well. But I was able to turn off DLSS and still get 100 frames <laughs> in Uncharted 4 a lot of the time. That's solid. Meaning it's probably going to run pretty good no matter where you've got it. And that was on ultra settings. <laughs> like I was running everything ultra without DLSS. <laughs> So I was making things look nice and pretty <laughs> while not taking advantage of free frame rate. Sure, and yeah. that, to, that to me, that to me means, okay, I dropped my settings down to hot down from high to like medium or whatnot. I should still be able to get good frame rate. And I was actually able to confirm that because I put this on my steam deck and had it on medium settings. And it was over 40 frames per second okay. on the steam deck pretty pretty consistently uh there, there were even some spots where i was doing platforming climbing around and whatnot and i was still in the 50s <laughs> so the cool thing is that most people are going to be able to play this on pc no worries uh, same thing with uncharted lost legacy which is a, a fantastic expansion from uncharted 4 essentially it was originally a dlc and it just it grew into something bigger. So it kind of became a, a smaller version of an uncharted game. There's an ex standalone expansion and it's even better optimized, which I would assume because it's, it was newer. It was probably easier to optimize. Um, but even, even it was running fantastic on everything, everywhere I went and it just, it didn't require a lot of video memory or anything like that. So it's just, it's great to look at a game like this. That is one of the prettiest games out there and know that I don't have a, I don't really have to worry about the frames, but B I can also focus on making it look as pretty as it can, because these games are gorgeous. I, I don't know if you remember a lot of playing them, but I'm sure you remember just how pretty the games looked. Yeah, look good. And Uncharted 4 is just in, looks incredible. And the fact that I can focus my PC to running it to look as good as it can without compromising a lot of performance is it, I just love that. Nice. All right. That is the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection, developed by Naughty Dog and ported by Iron Galaxy Studios and published by Sony. And we gave it a 95 because 95. it was literally the only issue that I could say is, once again, you can't play one through three yet. And the shaders took quite a while to build at the opening of the game when I booted up my game. That's literally, if that is all I can find wrong with your game, it's nearly flawless. <laughs> all right, yeah. Well, the fact that, I mean, I don't know. In my opinion, I feel like the fact that it's not one through three isn't even a factor because 
the leg- yeah. I mean, the Legacy of Thieves collection was already out on yeah. console beforehand. Well, like and, I said, uh, that's where I knew what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did we give uh, Gotham Knights? Forgot we to gave ask Gotham that. Knights an 85. 85, okay. Which, like I said, that, that was more on, that was more Adam's choice because since he was the main reviewer. Yeah. Um, you know, not to be a guy on here undermining. I probably was a little closer to 80, but I respect his 85, especially because I think that if you're a big Batman fan, it's going to raise the bar for you because you're getting a lot of the backstory with it. Okay. 85 for Gotham Knights, 95 for Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection. All right. Before we uh, get into news, I I have some updates for Overwatch 2, of course. I am back. So, (laughs) have some clarification on the matchmaking. This past week when I was playing, I realized I am playing a lot more blowout games than I am close games which was not a problem I had in the original Overwatch. So what I mean is either I'm getting blown out, people are pushing the payload or pushing the robots just almost for free all the time, or we're doing that or capturing points with hardly any pushback. It could go either way. And so I kept track of that last night when I was playing the game. Played eight competitive matches. Out of those eight, two of them had some actual back and forth. The other six were either we stomped them or we got stomped. So mm. I am wondering what in the world is going on with the matchmaking. Because I already talked about last week how funky it was just with teams. And this continues to be a problem. I'm just noticing it in terms of blowouts this time. And I, I, don't, I don't understand why it is being this way. I figure if I am going to queue up for matchmaking, I'm willing to wait a little bit so I could get a good match. I don't want to necessarily blow people out all the time. That's fine. If it were flipped to where it was, uh, you know, two, two blowout games and six close games or at least six competitive games, you know, going back and forth, you lose, you lose some fights, you win some fights, stakes here, mistakes, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm good. Fine. Win or lose, like, hey, it was a good match. Take the L, take the W. Fine. But when you have a situation where most of the games are going to be blowouts, either A, people are going to lose interest, or B, people are going to be way more frustrated than they need to be. Of course, I saw plenty of toxic people in those matches because you're getting stopped. And when you only have one or two people, most of the time, just one who is competent. Most of the time that was me, unfortunately, but (laughs) when you only have that one person, yeah, it, it creates a feedback loop of toxicity because, you know, said person is having a really bad night and, you know, they should get off and take a break, but they don't because they want to enjoy the game. They want to keep playing the game and they are still looking for that win that they so desperately want. I had one person start the match by telling me uh, Kiriko has recently been added to comp. That happened two days ago as of this recording. 
I picked Kiriko. First thing they said was, if you, uh, if you suck at Kiriko, I, I'm, I'm going to be tilted. I'm letting you know right now. Why? <laughs> what is happening in your games right now that you must feel this way? Obviously, he's probably getting matched with a few Karikos who don't know how to play that well. So I, I'm the first person to die in that game because some rocket spam hits me and he's like, swap. We end up winning the whole game anyway. But <laughs> that is the type of thing. We end up blowing them out, actually. That's, that's, that's a game we end up blowing. My one death didn't, didn't shake the world. So that's the kind of situation people are being put in. And I just I, I don't understand what's going on with Overwatch 2's matchmaking. It really blows my mind. Especially as many new, especially as big of a launch as it's been, with how many players are in. Like, yeah, there should be so many players that it should be a lot easier to match people ap- appropriately. Well, they did have. I guess there was a <clears throat> error of some sort where people were being placed way lower than they should have been. So they put out a patch that is supposed to fix that. Uh, when you rank up after your next seven games. So it's supposed to kind of catch you up to where you're supposed to be faster, even even faster. Um, so I wonder if that does have something to do with it. But in Overwatch, you could wait five to seven minutes sometimes for a match, and it, end up, and it would end up being a good match. Not always a win, but it ended up being a good match. At least there were some competent players. Right now, the competency team-wide is few and far between uh, on either end. And it's baffling how one team can literally have a lot of competent players. Not perfect, but competent. And the other team is just like, Oh, I'm just going to run straight to the point. Hey, hey Diva, can you, can, you, can you... You're feeding, guys! So, that sort of thing... I this is this is weird for a game that's been as established as it is and is in some ways a uh, a fresh coat of paint. This is odd. This is odd that they're having these matchmaking issues. All right, let's let's get into some news. So, David, what we got? Well, really, the fact of the matter is sur- survival horror is is back <laughs> because we've got a lot of that coming on. <laughs> yeah, at least it feels like a lot because we don't get a lot right now. Yeah, especially I mean, for a while it was like, OK, it's all also kinds of survival horror in space. We've got dead space and Castillo protocol. <laughs> Or Callisto oh, yeah. Protocol, I'm thinking of the way I've said it the wrong way. And uh, but then it's like, okay, well, regular survival horror is coming back next year. Is like because we got Alan Wake two, and there, and then they announce Resident Evil four remake, and then they show off Silent Hill coming back in three different games as of this week. So yeah, getting a Silent Hill and a Resident Evil showcase in the same week is just kind of crazy. And you kind of sit there and like, uh, what year is it? Yeah. <laughs> At least Capcom had the precedent already by, you know, the previous resident evil, you know, one, you know, one, two, and yeah, one, two, and three all being redone or remastered or remade in, in some form or fashion. 
Well, the funny thing is, is Resident Evil 4 got ported the heck over to everything because it was exclusive to GameCube at one point, I believe. Yeah, it started that way, and then it went to PlayStation <laughs> 2 eventually. Yeah, definitely not very expensive, not very exclusive, that's for sure. No, but the fact that it's <laughs> it's being remade is is fascinating. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially considering it it did get a recent port to PS4 and Xbox One and everything. So yeah, uh, I mean, here's the thing: Capcom is doing so well right now. I don't <laughs> care if it's a remaster. I don't care if it's a remake. Capcom is killing it right now. Look, they are. They are giving the people what they want. You know, we can complain about the remasters and remakes all we want. At a certain point, I think it is necessary to remaster and, and, and in some cases remake some things. But if, if it's working, I mean, considering the whole Capcom was in before Monster Hunter World. Yep. Fine. If y'all like it, fine. I like what they're doing with the Resident Evil franchise. It's keeping it in people's minds. Yep. They're remembering the roots as they remake and remastering these games, which is only good for any future uh, completely brand new Resident Evil numbered games. So that's good. I mean, look at, look at Street Fighter VI. It's the same thing. They are learning. They are adapting. They are giving the people... What they want. Street Fighter 6 is going to have a story mode. It's going to have an ability to let people play that's not hyper competitive. It's, it's, Capcom is doing God's work they've, right now for themselves they have, and for the people. They have res, they've had a resurgence, that's for sure. They are just, they're, they're making the right choices. Uh, all the right choices seem to be there with these Resident Evil games. The, the DLC. For Village is apparently looks fantastic from what everything I've heard of. I haven't got a chance to watch that. Uh, the the footage for Resident Evil Four is is almost mind blowing. Just how it good looks it fantastic. looks. I, I actually I went over to Twitter just to look at some of the comparison shots of some of the characters and the the facelifts they've gotten, and it's night and day what these characters look like comparatively. Like it's it's really incredible what they are putting together and <laughs> i mean todd howard has got away for a long time putting skyrim on new things because people keep paying him for it yeah it, resident they finally e put it on switch people people keep paying them for resident evil and this facelift for resident evil 4 is far more than skyrim has ever gotten on a platform. Oh, that's the thing. They're they're not to... just they're not just porting it. They they are yep. doing something different with all of these Resident yep. Evil. It looks and very next gen, very much so. But they're not losing the spirit of the original Resident Evils. So there yep. there's there's hope that this that this remake will will do exactly what uh, at least at least they're saying because they they are saying that you know there will be some changes. But they're going to keep the spirit of Resident Evil 4. And when you have the ability to block a chainsaw with a knife, I 100% <laughs> believe what they are saying. Yep. What I do find kind of funny, though, is that so many people are up in arms and upset about Last of Us getting remakes when Resident Evil was ported 
in a very similar. And I get it. Once again, Re- Resident Evil came out on PS2, not 17. on PS3. Yeah, but, it was also 17 years ago. Like there, is yeah. this a time? So, so, so I'll I'll give them that at least. Yeah. It, it just it just this is funny. Totally different argument. No, it, it's no. just funny. It's a different argument. No, <laughs> this is a legit <laughs> argument for The Last of Us. Uh, it hasn't been that long, but uh, especially when. That's the thing. The, the the ports aren't these fully realized upgrades in the same way the the Last of Us was. Like you know, it plays perfectly fine on the PlayStation Five, um, and they just made it look even better on this uh, remake, Part One remake uh, for the Last of Us. This is more along uh, the lines of Final Fantasy VII remake, where you know, yeah, you could play. The ported version over, you know, on the PS4 and the Xbox. You could, you could absolutely do that and have that experience. But this is reimagining it and yet keeping the spirit of it. I, I'm, that's fine. I, it, I think that argument would be even closer if this was a higher, super high res port. You know, yeah. <laughs> audio is high def surround sound you know all that kind of stuff yeah 5.1 not not everybody can make a final fantasy 7 remake no is really what it boils down to because that is literally when you say reimagining like this is it is literally almost like a different story is happening and that's that i would love to see more companies take that kind of a risk sure yeah, this this isn't quite on the same level as yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake, yeah, but that's they are changing mind things. numbing, <laughs> and changes changes risky, changes very yep. risky uh, for a game look, that a lot of people of consider is the best Resident Evil. So yep. yes, yes, uh, more along the lines of God of War, absolutely. Um, yep. but, but even that, you know, is a is a very huge directional change. This doesn't feel yeah. as huge of a directional change. But uh, it it looks so familiar, but yet it's probably going to feel very different. So yeah. I I think, and I'm not a I haven't played Resident Evil Four, but you know I I know enough people who have told me about their experience with it. This this looks like a Resident Evil Four that is going to combine more classic elements of Resident Evil with the action more action oriented version of resident that you know that that was resident evil 4 um yeah. you know based on what the trailer it looks like you know half action half you know kind of spooky walking through stuff you don't know what's going to happen kind of thing uh watch your back all that kind of stuff that that the way they set up that trailer to me is what they're going for with the game and that yeah. that seems to be uh, that might that might hook the other folk who were like, I don't really, I'm not feeling Resident Evil Four as much because it was all, it was mostly action. So, um, if, if if that is the final direction, yeah, Cap, Capcom can't miss right now. <laughs> the only thing I'm sad about is that apparently, in the original Resident Evil Four, you could rescue a wolf from a trap, and it is now just straight up dead in the remake, and that's really sad. I didn't notice that because I haven't played it. Yep. Maybe it's maybe that's one dead wolf, but there's another wolf that you can. Maybe say. people are just saying it looks almost 
like the same area from from what you look at in the in the video. So who knows? I'm, I'm trying to keep the hope alive. Okay, that's all. I, I hope do. so. I hope so. <laughs> I do find them only releasing uh, the remake on PS4 an interesting decision. It's not going to be on Xbox One. Um, it sounds like a weird decision. I will say, I think it makes a little bit of sense considering how much the PS4 outsold the Xbox One. And uh, like you said before we started the podcast, you, uh, you mentioned that traditionally Resident Evil has been more associated with PlayStation than Xbox. Uh, yep. But it's, it's still weird in the sense of more copies is more copies of the game sold. So why wouldn't yep. you put it on Xbox One. Eh, I mean, in the end, really, it's just, I guess it's probably just the decision of, do you feel like it's worth the manpower to port it? Like, how, how, how tough is it to port it? That, that would be really the, the question in the end, is if, if you feel like it would be, just take too much extra time. But it is weird. It's still a weird decision, it, like you said. It's it's a very odd decision. Yeah, I don't I don't quite get it. I have my theory. The theory is just being that there's far more PlayStation Fours than Xbox Ones, but there's still not a lot of Xbox Series Xs out there. And, and and you know what? Now that I say that, it might be because there's a lot of Xbox Series Ss out there, at, at least enough to justify not putting it on the Xbox One. Or Xbox, yeah. uh, just Xbox One X's. Maybe there's enough of those out there where it, there's no justification for putting it on the Xbox One. That's the, that's the only theory I have. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know that there's just I don't know that there's just an overall. Okay, this is definitely why. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. I, In the end, I think we're both kind of just kind of grasping it. Okay, this is this sounds good enough. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's 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 what we do when we talk about game industry news. We we make yep. assumptions based on yeah. nothing. <laughs> just we don't usually, whatever we don't information is available answer. to us. <laughs> we try to make sense of nonsense. So yeah, uh, maybe that's maybe how that's it feels sometimes. yeah maybe maybe that's the flaw. <laughs> We're trying to make sense of nonsense, but that Silent Hill two remake, uh, which again also a remake. Hey. Also, Unreal Five. <laughs> oh, is it? I did. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Okay. Unreal Engine Five, and I believe it's only next gen. And it is. And PlayStation did ex- did get a hold of exclusive rights to it for uh, about twelve months. Which, of course, they did the same thing with Final Fantasy VII Remake. So we'll wait and see what exactly happens. <clears throat> They'll probably gauge things based on those first 12 months and be like okay what sold what didn't okay you can port it or okay we were going to throw another bag of money at you <laughs> yeah so that you don't is so yeah because well, final fantasy 7 remake definitely went past a year <laughs> so yes. oh, was, well past well most yeah. people assumed when they made the exclusive dlc is that they had re-upped the contract but then when we went through an entire Final Fantasy showcase and they announced a brand new game that was also exclusive, 
that that kind of made people like, okay, this uh, pl- PlayStation must have solidified a deal, and uh, at least I I wouldn't be surprised if they don't have a full deal for this entire Final Fantasy VII. So I think they're supposed to be going three games is what they're intending. Yes. And I would not be surprised if a year after the third game, that's when you start seeing these on Xbox and like a trilogy collection or something like that. Just saying I would not be surprised. At that point, I think that there's two things that could happen. The energy for that game will have died on for Xbox or there will be lots of energy. And I think that will be... Mostly how PlayStation fans, uh, um, how they feel about it. And I mean, in the end, it may never come. Like, it's it's not like, and I know it devolves into the argument of, do Xbox players play JRPGs? And the evidence has at least not been very high on JRPGs when they have released at least sales sales I'm saying specifically sales wise I'm not saying that they don't but the engagement's not there as much as it is on other platforms it just isn't so and that's okay it just it it means if you're a JRPG fan you you probably should gravitate more towards PC or Nintendo Switch or PlayStation yeah absolutely (laughs) so you are excited that the Silent Hill 2 remake is uh, made by Bloober Team Bloober, I don't know that I'm necessarily excited. I am I am a little more optimistic than most people because there's a lot of people who are like, oh, Bloober team, oh, they, they were so mid on the medium and that was awful and blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, I get that you might not be as excited for all of it, but at the same point, this is an established team and they're being assisted by two of the main creators of the original game, and there are guidelines <laughs> here. They're not yes. making this from scratch. This There is a actual game that already exists that they are following the the guidelines for, the directions for. So that does make it a lot easier for a team when you already have something there. And I'm not saying that this is going to be a Demon Souls level. Blue Blue Point is by far the best porting team in the industry, in my opinion. Like, there's no one who has achieved the heights of remakes <laughs> that, that, that that team is. And that's just because they've done it for a long time. But Well, the, I mean, this is considered a remake, so I don't know if this is on the yeah. same level as Resident Evil 4 remake or if this is a... That it's supposed it, to be on Resident Evil 4 remake kind of style. So, yeah, so Blue Point... Demon's Souls. So, I mean, Demon's Souls was a very elaborate remaster, wasn't it? No, it, Demon's Souls was a full-on remake. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it, it was on PS3. <laughs> Not right, and, and a so, pretty early PS3 title. So right, so PS3, I get that, but I mean, de- it was Demon Souls, like as as far as I understand, right? It was it was just Demon Souls, but like just updated, yeah. basically. Yeah, it. I mean, it it wasn't necessarily reimagined, but you couldn't if you play Demon Souls on PlayStation Five. It's like okay, this is a PS5 game. It's sure. it's not a okay. This was playing this on that, so yeah. It, I I guess you could probably point it more in the Last of Us level, 
Although Demon Souls was not nearly as playable as Last of Us. Sure. Since it was their first Souls game. <laughs> yeah, so this Silent Hill 2 looks more like a slight reimagining in in the similar fashion as Resident what Resident Evil 4 will be going for. So uh, Yeah. To me it doesn't feel like a port in that way. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's definitely not. Yeah. Yeah, so I I I am glad Bloober team is is working on this. Um because I'd rather have it in their hands than Konami's. Yes. Whatever whatever they're doing, uh I'm fine with Konami publishing it. Uh and I'm glad Bloober team who is who's more experienced in this stuff is is handling it. I I don't think it's a home run though. The uh I'm not I'm no. not as high on Bloober team as maybe some other people. I I do think their general catalog has been uh above average, not necessarily fantastic. So I I always heard good things about the layers of fear games. Yes. Uh but even I mean even still those Average reception, uh, 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 not average, above average reception. I think one of them has had like excellent reception overall. But yeah, it's, I'd rather have them than Konami. So yeah, the, the problem with a reimagining in this sort of sense, yes, you have the layers, you got the skeleton, you know, all that is kind of there, but now you have to interpret those things. And so is Bloober Team able to interpret you know, as they're playing the old Silent Hill 2, are they able to interpret these things uh, in a way where Silent Hill 2 fans are receptive to it? And just based on what I've seen in the trailer, my answer to that is, yes, it, it looks like it's going in a good direction. Because remember, Silent Hill 2 is not, it's more psychological horror than it is survival horror uh yeah so it's it's different in that way so if if they're able to achieve that have some good engaging gameplay which i think they're capable of doing i think this will be fine um i'm i'm hoping that it uh, strikes above their above average streak that i i find in in their opinion i hope it, it lands excellently um, I think they're going to take very good care of this and make sure that it is good. I think since Konami is putting money behind it again, this is the first yep. thing they've done in a long time in you know the AAA video game space. I th I think they're going to give Bloober Team the the room and the money to make sure that this is good, so that way Konami you know doesn't go back to their ways yeah. that they've been doing and just sit on stuff. Well, and I feel like this is also kind of that this is your first game starting. You've come off the bench for the last little bit and you're the starter now. This this is this is yours. This is you you got you got the ball in your hands on on a big property. You gotta, yeah, you got to step <laughs> so, up. So so this is your chance and if it makes sense everything feels like it's lined up for them where they should succeed. Uh, is I guess the best way to put it. You, you've got like like we said, you've got you've got the bones at least of this. So you're not having to come up with everything. This is this isn't something you're having to completely come up with from scratch. And you've got two of the original minds behind the project mm. there with you. I didn't know that. Uh, okay. 
yeah, the two the two of the original people from Silent Hill. Oh, you Hill know, yeah, I remember came, seeing their names. Were, in the were a part of the project. That doesn't mean yeah. they've been there every single step, but it does mean if I need to consult somebody on a decision, then I've got that. Everything exactly. is there for them to succeed in this. Pe- people are looking too much at, oh, they made this that I didn't like. Oh, they did this that I didn't like. Oh, they didn't. This is being set up for them to succeed. So at, at worst, you should be cautiously optimistic. I, I agree. Because this, it may not be a slam dunk, but at the same point, it's an open three. <laughs> I'm right. not saying they're going to make the shot, but they're open. <laughs> Yeah, it's not going to be a bad shot. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, like you said, I, I, I'm at least hopeful that that goes. And then, I mean, even further, man, I don't, it's been a while since we've seen Konami be like, okay, we're totally behind this franchise in anything that wasn't a pachinko machine. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just, okay, Silent Hill 2 is coming out. It was... We're we're bringing you a short story from from the people who did observation. So we're getting a little indie game of Silent Hill. Eventually, it was okay. The guy that 16 years ago made a Silent Hill movie, he's back to make a second one. And then it was okay. We're working with this somebody about doing this live game kind of experience. I'm assuming something maybe black mirror esque or something i have no idea what it is it's silent hill ascension if people want to go look that up no clue really what it is because i've not looked up enough of it but then it's like okay and silent hill 5 or silent hill f is what they're calling it it's like okay konami did you just wake up all of a sudden and realize oh hey we stumbled across the silent hill file we haven't done anything with this i imagine they've been (laughs) Thinking about these things for a while, and you know, I guess they decided. I can actually confirm that they've been thinking of it for a while from my inside sources that I've known about for two years. Sure, yeah. So, I mean, they (laughs) they are doing the Capcom. They're giving the people what they want. We people have been asking for Silent Hill for years, least long, long time. Yeah, I can't even put a number on it. It's been a long, long time. So they're giving the people what they... Now, uh, I don't know who's developing Silent Hill F. So uh, lots of trepidation trepidation about that. But for what they've shown with Silent Hill 2 Remake, the fact that they... I mean, whatever about the movie... What I don't know enough about Ascension. Uh, maybe there's some hope for this smaller Silent Hill thing. The fact that they are putting their foot behind all of this and going, all right, y'all want Silent Hill. We're going to give you a lot of Silent Hill. That's exactly what the people have been wanting. And more publishers and developers need to do this. Give the people what they want. Just give it to them. Now, it does also seem like they've put, Konami has put a lot of thoughts into how they're going to do all of this. And so I, I give them credit for that because, you know, they've, they've stepped out of the AAA space, haven't done anything with Metal Gear Solid, didn't do anything with Silent Hill or just Metal Gear in general. Um, 
And so it's like, all right, you guys could have just put your foot back in and be like, hey, we're just going to give you a Silent Hill 2 port. And it's <laughs> yep. going to work fantastic on next year. And you know what? People would have bought it. But this is what you step out with first. And none of it has anything to do with porting or remastering the old games. They are putting money behind new stuff, new experiences, or at the very least, reimagined experiences. Something that's going to make it feel fresh again, make it feel new for new audiences. And so with that, with all these other projects, seems like maybe Silent Hill might be here to stay with Konami uh, so long as Silent Hill F does all right. Which then makes me wonder, hmm, maybe, maybe, they, maybe they dip their toe in Metal Gear again. But if they haven't already, that was such a Kojima project, though, that I feel like that would be much more difficult to do. But, you know, I never played Silent Hill, never been into it, but I'm happy for the Silent Hill fans. I, I am. Oh, yeah. I am uh, happy for that. I'm, I'm not into it either. And I'm excited for the Silent Hill fans. Like anytime somebody gets their due, I guess would be a good way to put it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm more into Resident Evil. Um, not into horror games at all at this point in my life. But if I were to choose, I'd choose Resident Evil. But uh, hey, that's Silent Hill too. It looks good, guys. <laughs> be <laughs> be optimistic on this, okay? Be optimistic. Yes. All right. All right. Yes. That is it for this episode. If you'd love to tell us your thoughts about everything that we talked about. Gotham Knights, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves, more stuff on Overwatch, uh, the horror remakes happening. Uh, you know, if you want to tell us about what you think about those, join our Discord. That will be linked in the podcast, whatever podcast app you are uh, using. It's all up in the show notes. So, uh, so yeah, with that said, we will talk to y'all later. Peace.